This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about The Dark Knight Returns. Batman does not have a mustache. He can't be Batman and have a mustache. <laughs> so yes, we're talking about either the graphic novel or the animated um, two-part miniseries that was on... Well, it's on HBO Max now, and I think it was just a direct-to-DVD slash rental back in the day. Um, yeah, so that's what we're talking about. I will go first. I'm the one who nominated this. Um, I have read the graphic novel, not when I was a kid, way later. Actually, not in the last ten years is the first time I read it. And then not too long after that, this came out. The, the animated version, Kevin Smith was hyping it up, so I watched it and... Really liked it. I mean, I like the graphic novel, too. I mean, a lot of people, I guess, like, would kind of change comic books forever to be darker and all that stuff. Um, I liked it. But at that point, because I discovered it much later, things already had changed. <laughs> so it wasn't as novel for me then. But still really, really enjoyed it. And the animated series, I really enjoyed. Um, now, I must say, I did not watch Batman the Animated Series when it was on when we were kids. Just for some reason, it just never interested me. Um, and I know a lot of people swear by that, and like a big drawback of this is that it's not the same voices, right? It's not Mark Hamill and Conroy, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Right, right. Um, well, I, feel, I feel like there's been enough of the animated stuff that's been released without the two of them now. Since then, it's, yeah. It's yeah. kind of been normalized. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. This is like one of the first, right? Right. Um, so, like, I never understood that, but then when I started playing the Arkham Knight games, which are those original voices, they are, as much as I love Peter Weller, he's, he's it's different, it's not the same. But I still enjoyed it, and uh, we'll talk more about it. Uh, Alex, which is, what's your history with it? Graphic novel or the show? Um, the graphic novel, I only saw bits and pieces of the show, and, and yeah, hearing Peter Weller's voice instead of Kevin Conroy, it's like, mm, it still kind of irks me, but now enough time has passed, like Scott said, that... It doesn't really bother me as long as it's a good, it's a good Batman voice. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I really like Dietrich Bader's Batman voice that he has for I I want to say the um, the it's, it's the Brave and the Bold. Yeah, the Brave and the Bold Batman, and uh, the Scooby Doo and Batman crossover that they had, which is <laughs> surprisingly very funny, very entertaining. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll give the animated one another shot. But I really did fall in love with the graphic novel after I read it. I borrowed it from uh, our friend Jacob over ten years ago, and I still have his book, so I think I'm going to return it this year. Stat- <laughs> statue- statutes run out on that. Yeah, I'm giving. I'm pulling a Scott here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, borrowing graphic novel stuff. Where, where are those? Where are they now? Those are... On my bookshelf somewhere. So they they're with you. Oh yeah. Okay then. Yeah. How did you return those like years ago? I returned them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
still. In the timely fashion. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so, but to be clear, you have not seen the animated version. No. Okay. All right, Scott, what's your history with Eli uh, I have also not seen, seen, I've not read the, the graphic novel. Uh, I know, Jeff, you, you were piping this up, uh, and I saw the first one, I think, at your place. Like, okay. Around when it came out, uh, at least part one. I don't know that part two was out by then. Uh, yeah, I watched, watched it at your place. I'm, I'm sure... There was some drinking involved, but <laughs> no. uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, um, I I like this this take on Batman. I think what what we'll, we'll get into it more, but uh, th- this one does um, ask some questions about the mythos, um, and I don't know how much of that we're supposed to take away, uh, but uh, it, it was it's, it's fun to think about uh, from from a nerdy point of view here. A nerdy point of view, yes, yeah. All right. And I guess I didn't give credits at the beginning, so I guess, you know, the graphic novel is uh, written by Frank Miller, also illustrated by Frank Miller. Um, the, the show is directed by Jay Oliva, Oliva? Um, starring, we said, Peter Weller as Batman, Ariel Winner as Terry Kelly, David Selby, I don't even know who that is, Commissioner Gordon looks like, who played, I don't even really know these voices, they weren't very... David Selby sounds familiar. Michael Emerson played the Joker. Um, anyway, the main ones were Peter Weller and uh, I guess Carrie Kelly as Robin. So, so or uh, Ariel Winner as Carrie Kelly. It's so it's behind the the curtain here, but uh, or behind the screen, I guess. <laughs> Even though it's animation, this is a <clears throat> a holdover from from Bruce Tim, um, who was like the the, I, I brought him up before. He was sort of like the, uh, it's a Star Wars guy. Um, yeah, uh, the, Doug um, King. No, well, I don't think so. You're talking about he got the cowboy hat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! What's his oh, name? Oh, John Williams. David something. Uh, Prowse. We talked. You brought him up. A lot. I know. I know. His name is just... <laughs> this is good radio. Um, at, at any rate, um, Bruce Tim was uh, responsible for for a lot of the animated stuff, or, or like a driving force behind a lot of it, like including the animated series. Oh, um, Filoni, Dave yes, Filoni. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> probably not on that level because I don't I don't think I've seen his name pop up um, more recently and stuff. But uh, yeah, just. The, a lot of the animated stuff that kind of set the groundwork for for DC's success in that realm, uh, and it kind of goes to him, I guess. Yeah. All right, and um, one thing, kind of like with Lord of the Rings, with me now, I, I read the books, but I've seen the movies more, and I forget. I just go based on what's the movie versions because I've seen it more. So correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, or you, maybe since you've only read the one, we can compare notes because I forget. If what was the same and what's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will go first. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items for the movie. Um, I will go first. And my, well, I have a couple negatives. But the number one negative is the stupid mutant talk. Oh, thank you. That's also my number seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. It was the 80s, but Jesus. I don't, <laughs> slice and dice. It's like, yeah. Shiv, spud. <laughs> 
Yeah, you spud. It reminded yeah, me of shit. like, like Shadowrun, like the way they were talking. I know, I know, you guys don't have a lot of experience with that, but that's what it reminded me of. Like, like cyberpunk. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. as bad as it was reading it, it's even worse voice acting. <laughs> yes, that's, nice. I do remember that watching the snippets <laughs> of the animated versions. Like, oh, that did not translate well at all. <laughs> spud, yeah. Chicken, just jabbed. I uh, not jive tur- uh, turkey. Turkey. I don't know. There's one yeah, time we started chicken, turkey. chicken, lick, chicken leg, chicken licking, yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, chicken little, the sky is falling. Yeah, slice and dice. That turned into a bare naked lady song. Chickadee China. So yeah, that is just every time it comes up, it's slice and dice. Oh, I can't do it when Spuds into it. Like it's just so so yeah. That's my number seven. So, Alex, that was your number seven as well? <laughs> yeah. Just just, cause it, we're, just real quick, because we're griping about those guys. There, there's literally only, like, four of them. There's, like, four of them, and then the one female one. And they just keep reusing the same model over and over again, and just, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which I get. People like, are hard to draw. There's a budget, but still. But, yeah. with I mean... it's oh, and, and This isn't a unique problem to Frank Miller, but... Everybody that tries to write future slang never gets it quite right, quite correct. It always sounds weird when... Uh, what the yeah. frack you talking about? Yeah. There's frack. Wizard. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. wizard, Annie. Well, that's old-timey talk, Scott. So oh, sorry. Yeah. That's right. Long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this, yeah. It's bad. All right. Uh, well, Scott, what's your number seven? Okay, so my number seven. Sorry. Uh, was was Alfred's death? Uh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, so, I I really liked the way they did it. It was I thought it was very kind of poetic. Um, that, like, he he basically died along with. The mansion. Yeah, like he was uh, part of it. Yeah, and I, I thought that was an interesting idea. Um, you know, it, it felt like somebody had to die in this thing, <laughs> and and you know, it turned out Alfred wouldn't a be the lot only of one. People, a yeah, lot of people well, die in this thing. Well, like the the the, the main characters though. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, like of course Alfred's not going to be around forever, uh, but yeah, I, I just like the idea that you know he. Uh, like you can see the sh- when the I'm assuming it was a, a stroke, uh, you know his arm hurts and then it kind of stops working and then you know he he puts the the book back one last time leaving everything nice and tidy and then yeah the the place blows up and yeah he he dies I, I feel like they give it a little short shrift though like not mentioning it again <laughs> yeah if they kind of they say say they say it in the news report but yeah. Uh, so that that felt like something got cut, or I don't know, maybe that's how it was in the graphic novel. I I, I don't know, but uh, either way, I, I did like the idea of, of Alfred, like the symbolism there. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the book, they don't even mention Alfred's death in the news report. It's all about Bruce Wayne. Uh, Spoilers. <laughs> um, all right, uh, my number six, and this is one of the few things that. I felt when I when I did read it, and then when I went to the sh- the news cut-ins 
I did not like reading panel after panel in my Batman comic of just news <laughs> of the headline reporters talking. I was like, when are they going to get to the Batman parts? So did not like it. In the show, though, I do like it. I think it's a good way. It's a good mechanism to, to let everyone know what's going on, what the state of Gotham is. You know, Batman's disappeared. That's another thing. I mean, there's never been a live-action movie of this, but so many of these things are taken and put into parts of Batman live-action Batman movies. Yeah, I mean, Dark Knight Returns is that yeah, he's gone. He hasn't been. He's been gone for a while. And now he's back. Um, obviously, the Batman v Superman and its own movie itself. But uh, it's just the news cut-ins. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's eighties, and these guys look ridiculous. And but just the cut-ins, I liked them a lot better watching than I did reading. Because I swear, with nothing worse than me turning a page and just seeing just two full pages of. Small boxes of <laughs> these headshots of the news reporters. I'm like, no. Um, so yeah, the news cut-ins, good and bad. Alex, my number six is that. Yeah, for me, this is kind of a good and bad thing. Also, that the Batman doesn't technically kill the Joker. Um. He was uh, hyping it up. He was saying how many he count. He's counting all the people that he killed by letting the Joker live, and how you know this is it. It's you know it ends tonight, and then at the end of it, he still he still can't do it. His moral code, like this, the the one line that he even though he wants to, he, he absolutely cannot cross. Are are you, uh, sh- you sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure he snaps his neck. He no, just didn't. I read it. He, had, he didn't die instantly. He didn't commit the final blow. He snapped his neck, but he didn't fin- he, he would have been paralyzed and Joker finishes the job himself. Like he effectively killed him though. Like I think I think Batman knew that at that point. No. I just it's, read it it's, it's earlier idea. today. And yeah, they have a they have a really bad fight. Batman gets stabbed a shitload of times in the gut. Uh yeah, that's in the show too. It's the same for both. I mean, I remember him being the same. I think Scott, he effectively killed him, but he didn't. Yeah, he I paralyzed mean, it's technicality. It's technicalities now, but yeah. Yeah. And the two well, witnesses run away so that they can't see that Joker well, that, but, does himself in. I, I, I just don't see it that way. Well, that's how Batman sees it. I don't think I think Batman knows he killed him. Like Batman's not like, "Phew, I didn't kill him. He did it himself." No, I think Batman knows that he killed him. Joker says, "Like I finally made you like lose control." Oh well, that that, that line is not in the book. Okay. He just says, "I'll see you in hell." It's like you never know that you don't. Oh yeah. And they'll never know that you didn't have the nerve. I'll see you in hell. And then, with the devil's strength, he twists. And twists what's left of his spine goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, in the book, he does it himself. I have more to say about the, the fight, uh, though. He does so spin on they... his face, though, so that was good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, since we're talking, I guess there's differences showing up here. The one thing that... There's there's no like inner dial inner monologue inner dialogue whatever you want to call it no voiceover right in the, right in the show as there is in the comic mm-hmm. and 
I was fine with it. I remember Kevin Smith complained about it the entire time. He did a commentary on it, and he just didn't like it. But I was like, I don't know. I think they did enough with it that you knew what was going on. You didn't need it. But I didn't grow up with the comic my entire life and all that stuff. So, All right, uh, Scott, number six. Okay. Uh, number six was... Uh, I'm wondering, like, as, as I was watching it, like, does, does this get made... Like so this came out in 2013, right? Like does this does this get made in 2020? Like I don't think it does. <laughs> like I think there, there's a lot of like uh, like political underpinnings here uh, that, that I thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that, wow. Yeah. Well, then obviously some callbacks to the 80s <laughs> too. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't think this this. They they adapt this twenty twenty like at least not without changing it dramatically, um, so I, I thought that that was interesting that this this felt like it was like on a like the other side of a dividing line for a story like this would would be adapted, um, so and it, you know specifically just the the way that the the world views like things in 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 the at least in the animation um, like with the criminals and the police and. Um, yeah, it's just, I think, I think things have changed <laughs> dramatically since then, mm-hmm. since 2013 when this is released. So I just was thinking about that the, the, as, as I was watching it. So, yeah, that's my okay. number six. All right. Um, my number five is, uh... The Joker's killing spree is scary as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. He is just running around randomly killing people, having a good time. And that's really never been him in the live yeah, action stuff. This is so I, I totally agree, fucked Jeff. up he's been. Like that that was like I was like, wow, this is like the darkest thing I've ever seen the Joker do. Like yeah, he murdered a room full of people, but it was like with the gas, like the yeah, there's something that felt a lot more personal about him just like randomly shooting people like that. That it was yeah, it was a lot scarier. Yeah, like we're in the third at the fair, and he's just randomly shooting people as they're running and hiding for safety. And that's with all the, the sh- obviously the stuff in our minds right now with other stuff. It's, it was just, it's fucked up. Even when I saw it back then, it's fucked up. Now it's even worse. And he goes in the tunnel love, and people are on a boat, and he just shoots them, and just, yeah, it's it's messed up. And then uh, the talk show thing, which, have you guys seen The Joker, the movie? Yeah. No. Okay, well, like that, they have kind of stole that. That's in the movie. This whole scene with the talk show host with was it Robert De Niro or yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's similar. It's not the same. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And then just it was fun to have Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter <laughs> do the voices. Um, but yeah, all the Joker. The, the, this Joker was pretty fucked up, which is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Alex, number five. My number five is the vicious cycle that uh, gets presented in this story where crime is out of control and then you see people kind of be rehabilitated and then the Batman comes back, which stems the tide of, like, general crime, but then people like Two-Face and the Joker start coming back essentially to life because they're, you know, kind of like their adversaries back. So, and it goes, and it, it's just, like, continuing a cycle that, it feels almost a little bit out of everyone's control. And you can yeah. see that why the psychiatrists and stuff is blaming Batman. Other people's like, no, we need the Batman. We can't, he can't show, you know. 
uh, he's showing, giving people hope that they, they, they have a chance to fight back against this whole crime, so. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree, Alex. I thought it was, it was all interesting. Um, I, you know, I wonder, like, how much of that is, is true within the, the logic of the world. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is, would there be a Joker without a Batman? Kind of a chicken and egg first. Yeah. Came first. Like, obviously there was crime. That, that's, that's what made Batman become Batman. But to, to have his like his rogues gallery, like how many how many of them are a thing if he's not there? You know, I think I think that's an interesting question. Yeah, um, and they they bring this up at the end of Batman Begins when Batman yeah, yeah, exactly. is talking to Gordon and Gordon talking about escalation. It's like they get you know bullets, we get Kevlar vests, then they get armor piercing bullets. Now you show up, and then we have this guy, and then it's basically it's a prequel, you know, a hint to the Joker showing up. So mm-hmm. they, yeah, it's pretty cool fucked up <laughs> yeah all right uh where we are in scott number five yes all right uh so i liked how like the the new robin was brought on board uh right. I, li- I like that they kind of subvert the, the the trope here where like every other batman movie it's just like or or the animation or whatever just like him reluctantly bringing him aboard his next sidekick, whoever that is. Uh, I, I don't know, maybe the other exception to this might be Batman Beyond. Uh, but uh, even then, Bruce is a lot grumpier with his <laughs> with his sidekick, mm-hmm. uh, or his protege in that case. Uh, yeah, just like, just almost immediately, uh, Bruce was like, you're hired. Like, he, <laughs> he, you know, throughout the animation, I don't know how it is in the, in the book, he keeps telling her, if you don't do exactly what I say, you're fired. If you don't like no, yeah. do this thing, you're fired. Like he's <laughs> yeah. treating it almost like an internship. Uh, but yeah, I, I did like that. There wasn't that. Maybe maybe they they cut it out for the animation, but there there was no real like her having to beg or do weird thing like following him back or you know eventually him relenting. He was just like, yeah, I need I need a sidekick. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he realized that yeah, I'm old. I can't I can't do everything. I need somebody else. Um, it was I. I would get, ask you guys like, do you think it's because that like him as as the character has grown more callous, um, that he's less worried about losing another Robin? Uh, no, because that's kind of what's kind of counter uh, counterintuitive. But the whole reason he stopped being Batman is because of uh, Jason, Jason, Jason Todd. Jason yeah, Todd dying. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole reason he keeps. Remember, I'm remembering a promise when he sees the empty suit down there. So. No, I don't think so, and I think he is reluctant with her, kind of, but not really. It's weird. He, he yeah, he he'll allow her to tag along, but not do anything. I don't know. That's his kind of his compromise, I guess. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, he still says like that he he has to train, like give her a lot of training, but she can yeah. start immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, the my one kind of complaint about her though is they they have her do like the roof training scene, and then all of a sudden she's like taking out dudes left, right, and center, where they're like. <laughs> I feel, like, I feel like there was something missing out of there, oh. like some it, some bullshit background of her being a gymnast or something. I don't, I don't know. You know uh, just yeah. just hippie parents. Yeah, it, but, yeah. but no, but, in but, the book, I was just gonna say real quick. In the book, she doesn't take out anybody. Okay. Really, she gets lucky with one guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she she's a lot more effective in the, in the animation than I guess. Um, yeah, the animation. They I I liked her character because. Like she, she isn't the golly gee, uh, or or the the brooding, 
um, like prodigal son or, or anything like that. She's just like, yeah, I want I want to do this, and she she's like resourceful and she's smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she she does a lot though to help him out. Like <laughs> like in the in the animation, anyways. Like he does not get through the whole thing without her. Uh, so no. I, again, I don't know how it is in the, in the book. No, it's the same in the book. She she shaves his ass like constantly. Yeah. So. She like reprograms the helicopter to follow her voice commands. <laughs> yeah. And it comes, picks him up, saves him at the last minute. The only thing is when she drags his, I don't know how much bat, his old grizzled thick Batman. She drags his ass into the bat the bat tank and drives away. Like no, she could not move him at all. Yeah, and, and, well, Might, the, it's a minor detail, but it, well, the animation he gets up, but she drags him for a little bit, and then yeah, he like gets a up. short distance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he leans on her, right? <laughs> like, right, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> yeah, like she, anyway. there was like a hill there. She's gonna drag him up. Like, there's no way she's doing yeah. this. She weighs like um, seventy pounds. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, on to my number four, and that would be the intro to Soup. Superman. I yeah. I I loved it. And like there's definitely there's there's panels from the comic and the animation, but the animation with, with just and I don't remember if you can tell me, Alex, do they have like the blur of the red and blue through the screen? Like you don't see him for a while. You just see like a a blue and uh red stripe go through the screen as he stops this or saves somebody from here. So I just love that. And then like the two handprints on the trains he stops the subway from Crashing into the person who fell in by that one dick. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, fell in. He pushed him in. Right. That guy is a dick throughout the whole thing. And I don't. And that, is he the same guy in. So later on, when all the Batman mutants come back and they're helping put. You know, we got to fight together. And he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to sue. That's the same guy who pushes the guy in, in the subway. I, okay. I don't remember if that's the same in the comic. I, or not. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that um i mean in, in the animation they show him clearly tripping yeah oh in the I comic thought... the, he got pushed back yeah i thought he got pushed yeah he was just a beggar or whatever what have you and he, he was getting too close to this guy and he shoves him pretty much hits him with a suitcase and then he like uh it doesn't show specifically in the comic book in the panel but he does have crutches so he could have tripped over there his crutches but he was definitely shipped like in in so the animation they show a close-up of him stepping on like a bottle and slipping oh hmm, okay i'm getting confused now i see too no yeah there's no bottle it was just he got pushed and then the guy picked up the gun oh that's why it's the same guy yeah anyway that's right yeah the intro to superman's cool and then and I'm including this as part of the intro scene is when he shows up on Batman's ranch. I don't know where the fuck this is. <laughs> he, he looks like he's from the from a Fabio book, and he's like yeah. a bald eagle lands on his arm. And <laughs> the eagle did so... make me laugh. <laughs> like, uh, America, fuck yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I have a little more to say about Superman later, but the intro I really did, I did dig. So, um, so it's a question for you guys. Uh, is he older? Does he look older in the comic, in the graphic novel? Uh, a little bit. He's definitely aged, but not anywhere near Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he barely looks like he's not Superman in his prime. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's only been 10, what, 10, 15 years? I figure how much. Well, he's supposed to be, so in the comic, in the graphic novel, he's supposed to be 55, right? And then, typically, he's, like, in his 30s. So it's more, it's been, my my point is that, like, that, when when Superman and and Batman are hanging out for whatever reason, in in Batman's prime, like, they're, like, roughly, I always thought they were roughly the same age. Mm -hmm. Kryptonian, bro. Yeah. That's true. Kryptonians don't crack, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in that 30s thing, I guess I remember seeing an interview with Frank Miller, and he basically said, uh, I was about to turn 30, and that means I was beginning to become older than Batman, and I could not let that happen. So that's why he <laughs> wrote this and made him older and all that stuff. Funny. Um, all right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is there's a couple of hints to like a bigger story uh, that I really like here. Uh, number one, when he's talking to Oliver Queen and everything, and Queen just says, "You know, I want to, I want a piece of him, not the whole thing, but just a little bit would be fine." And then there's that panel where it's revealed that he only has one arm, and it's like, "Oh shit, what happened? Was Superman somehow directly or indirectly responsible for him losing his arm? What kind of fight happened? You know, back in the day to make him retire?" So a lot of questions on that one. The other one is. It's a little bit more subtle, where in some of the panels, Batman was talking about the uh, differences between their upbringing, where uh, Batman was saying that Kent's parents taught him to give things to the world, and that's why he held them responsible for this nuke that went off. Uh, So it, it seems to me, at least, that Kent was giving like some scientific or advanced technology to uh, the U.S. government, but that escalated into an arms war between Russia, which led to this uh, nuke and the EMP that devastated the country. Uh, so he kind of blames soups for this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe? So to, yeah, let, let's clear on that. I think, so in the animation, well, let's start with your, your second point, Alex. Uh, mm-hmm. um, in the animation, yeah, uh, Bruce wakes up after, yeah, he's been stabbed multiple times. This is after the Joker fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wakes up and says, you know, Clark, you idiot. Um, <laughs> my, my, my take on that was just that he that Superman had allowed it to get to that point. Yes. Like, not, not, not that, like, technology didn't have anything to do with it. It was just that Superman had had the ability to have prevented a nuke from being launched to begin with. Um, and, and, he, and he didn't do it, so... By just being a, a U.S. puppet, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's why I got it. The tech part. I don't know what really what you were talking about. Alex. Like, I was thinking more of just that, just being a puppet for the United States, as opposed to just you know having a backbone and just saying fuck this shit, like Superman Four when he decides to get rid of all the news. <laughs> the quest for pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to, to Alex, to your first point with with uh, Oliver. Uh, so in the animation they they make it a lot more implicit that. That it was Superman that took care of Oliver, uh, maybe not the only one, but he was the one that that did it, and that Oliver went to prison, um, also, um, so that yeah, ba- basically Oliver blames Superman for losing the arm mm-hmm. uh, and going to jail. So, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah they, they 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 talk about there being some kind of pact or agreement or whatever that the superheroes would go away. Um, and that Superman's kind of flying, pun intended, flying under the radar 
um, working directly for the president. That's why he's still able to be kind of Superman. Uh, but all all the other ones, they, they they say specifically that you know Wonder Woman went back to her island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they don't, they don't talk about the rest of the Justice League though. So at least in the animation, I don't know if they say anything about Green Lantern or yeah, they do. They said how went how left the planet. Oh, did they say that? Okay, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. They said Diana went back to the island and how left the planet or how left. They yeah. mentioned how he Jordan. went. He went okay. to the stars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They don't mention Aquaman still sleeping with the fishes. Or... They don't talk about the Wonder Twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the Twins. So, I found the panels during the uh, during the last fight between both of them, and he says, "You sold us out, Clark. You gave them the you gave them the power that should have been ours, just like your parents taught you to." So maybe I'm taking that a little bit too literally, as in he gave them like tech in order to. Um, better humanity but they twisted it into like an arms race or also uh that yeah he was just a government lapdog and he gave him too much of himself his his yeah. own physical you know powers so yeah that's what i got out of that because yeah later on in the fight he mentions you know like after you know after once you're done with me there'll be something else and he's like who are they going to send after you right which, like which superman is, superman which is a badass line by the way yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the so the Oliver Queen stuff, right? So like, I didn't know it. it's like okay, was am I supposed to know if you know if you were reading the comics and I, like you know you're supposed to know about Jason Todd? Apparently, at the time there was no story about how it was just you know something happened and he lost his arm and he blames Superman for it. I guess since then they've redconned it and some kind of plane accident and the only way Superman could save Oliver was just basically by ripping his arm off or something like that which I would think Superman could whatever he was trapped under Superman could have ripped that apart too but yeah yeah. Yeah, so just like he couldn't save Kevin Costner from getting hit by that tornado (laughs) or whatever it was so in the uh, like the animated stuff like Justice League and a couple of other things um, the like Oliver Queen's always he's kind of like he's a lot like Batman like where they're they're kind of on the outside like they're like, yeah, we're like we recognize that we're on the same side, but like we're not we're not fine with your program. So <laughs> yeah, he's he's very much a kind of anti-authoritarian person. Yeah. Another yeah. another billionaire, it's <laughs> flouting the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also has um, a really hot girl girl in the chair, and. Um, he likes to do the little armbar pull-up thing. <laughs> the 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 pegboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he like tell like telling people they failed the city. All right. <laughs> God damn it! His hacker arrows. It's like what? That's not in the comic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What was the what was this? We ended up. Does he end up marrying her? What's the girl? In the, I the didn't girl watch in... it all. So it's like Felicity. Smoke yeah, it's Felicity. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I yeah, think she's, they she's did. Quite attractive though. Yes. All right. Um, I forgot where we were at. What was that? That was your Scott number. Actually, talk. That was Alex's. No, that was my number four. Oh, okay. So Scott, what's your number four? All right. So this one should be should be quick to, to get things moving here. Uh, the the fight against the the did the mutant leader ever get a name? I don't think so. He was just the leader of the mutants. Yeah. So the second fight they have in the mud. Um, Specifically, just the, the absolutely badass line of 
Like this is this isn't a mud pit. This is an operating table, and I'm the surgeon. Like yeah. <laughs> that's a that was a badass thing to tell to somebody as you're beating their ass. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's really like that line and and the old idea that yeah, Batman's older and slower, uh, but Batman above all of them is is not afraid to. He's never was never interested in fighting fair. Like yeah, he's not going to kill people, yeah. but anything short of that is fair game. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> almost anything. Like yeah, he's not going like, to blow off limbs probably, but. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I really like that. He's like the T eight hundred. After John Connor tells him not, he made some promise not to kill anyone. Called him a jock douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Because you told me to. When when? Uh, oh, no wonder I was I was on mute the whole time. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I really like the mutant leader stuff, Scott. That's my number one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That's why you're on mute. For the mute to the leader. Uh. I'll, I'll talk more about it later. But the talking about T2 compare, or yeah, Terminator comparisons. There's a scene where, where when she's in the helicopter and she's like, property damage. And the helicopter oh, yeah. starts taking out. Yeah. Isn't that something from Terminator or something? Or no? Uh, yeah. When the T-800 goes with the minigun out the window and he sees a bunch of cops and everything. And he just, you know... Starts strafing all the cars, and then he scans zero casualties. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't use the term property damage. Maybe that's from one of the movie, live-action movies. I know that phrase, property damage, has been in something. And yeah, I was thinking of what you're talking about in Terminator, but I thought he specifically... Yeah, whatever. Mm. Um, My number three is Batman's first night. Him, 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 the, the Dark Knight's first night. Mm-hmm. When he comes back. It's just badass. Just... Going for little small petty crimes of you know, the, well, I guess not really some petty, <laughs> raping that old lady in the, in the thing, robbing the grocery store, a pimp <laughs> slapping his hoe in the cab, and whatever, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was just him, him returning his badass. Then the iconic shot of him jumping through the air with the silhouette and the lightning, which the animated, the the I mean that's the cover of the original graphic novel, and that's obviously an awesome flash, uh, not flash panel. Um, what am I looking for? Splash, splash page. Splash page. Um, but then they, in the in the animated series, they pick out those moments and they reuse the like shot for shot, and I love that. So that was one of them. Um, but yeah, the whole his whole first night return and him just being all sore. And uh, <laughs> there was another thing. This is from Dark Knight Returns. So Dark Knight. What's the movie? The the Bane movie. What's that called? <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Mm-hmm. When his first night back or whatever, and the cop cars and the the older cop saying, "Oh, kid, you're in for a surprise," which is totally ripped off from this. When the guy says it in the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, just all of that. And I was getting serious RoboCop vibes when they had those guys in the they're kidnapping like the governor's daughter or whatever, and he just punches through the wall and he yeah. pulls him through. Oh yeah, that was cool. He's got, got old man strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's my number three. The, it, uh, Batman's first night back. Alex, what's your number three? My number three is uh, that great story that uh, Gordon is telling to the new commissioner, Yindel. How do you guys pronounce it? How was it pronounced in the show? Yindel, I think. Yindel? Yen- Yindel? Yindel? Yeah. Anyway. 
uh, yeah, telling him how, you know, his story about Pearl Harbor and how everybody was scared shitless and, you know, they wanted to run away and hide and, and uh, J. Edgar Hoover just with his, you know, with his voice and an empowering speech from the nation. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover. It wasn't J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, no, wait, that's the FBI guy. The leader, the, the head of the FBI. That wasn't him. Who was it, Roosevelt? Yes. Yes. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> He went out there in his bra and panties and motivated to move the nation. Oh, God. <laughs> like, you know, you, like, Herbert Hoover would have been closer. At least that would have been another president. Like, but anyways, he was he was telling you this story about how one person... Wait, that, is, that is true. Roosevelt, has, you know, sanctioned the building of the Hoover Dam. So maybe that's where... <laughs> anyway. you know, the other thing about Roosevelt, the guy seemed more beaver than the Hoover Dam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn right he is. Uh, isn't he? Wasn't he the bunghole story? The bunghole uh, phone no, call. That was that was Lyndon Johnson. Oh, that was Lyndon Johnson. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, he was telling the story, and at the end of it, uh, Yindel is, is like, "What's the point of the story?" And it's like, "Well, oh, maybe you'll find out." And it's great when Batman comes charging in with all the horses and everything, and and he starts. With his, you know, just his voice. They keep saying in the panels, it's it's him, but it's just his voice that moves all these people to just do the right thing. And he steers everybody in the right direction. And uh, she's got the shot. She's right there looking out the window. And, and all she says is, like, too big. He's too big. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the real power of the Batman. So true. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, my number three is uh, the first time he drives the tank. So depending on which which comic, graphic novel, animation you're watching, the the level of of humor uh, or emotion displayed by by Batman certainly varies. Um, you know, not not terribly much because it's Batman. Uh, this this one is. Not the most stoic Batman, uh, but he's still all business, except when he's driving the tank. <laughs> he's just got this this like like little kid smile on his face because like he's driving a big ass awesome tank, like a GI Joe style tank. <laughs> and I just really like the idea of that 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 even this like super old and grizzled version of Batman that's that's seen way more shit than a younger Batman. Um, is still like fuck yeah! I'm driving a tank. This is awesome, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I guess I, I like the idea of that. So that's that's my and the tank's cool, uh, <laughs> that too. So that's my number three. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. Uh, well, my number two is the fight with Superman. Uh, I had the intro of him, Superman, but the fight and Oof. Batman taking it to him. Mm-hmm. Number the, one, the <laughs> the robot suit. It makes him a little too strong. I mean, that thing is a Hulkbuster type thing that he's wearing there, and but it's badass. Just and then both of them. There's a one part where he takes down the uh, the wrecking ball and he throws it at Superman. Superman just catches it and throws it right back at him. And when when uh, Batman just grabs the two steamrollers and <laughs> chucks them off and uses them as basically big boxing gloves. And then just all the little gizmos and electrocuting him, the, the sound waves, and mm-hmm. then ultimately the uh, 
with the help of Oliver Queen. The so it felt like um, the the suit, the mist, the suit, and like the sound gun, and like felt like that was directly used in the Batman vs Superman movie. Like all of it was right. I mean, even the um, what, 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 what the kryptonite. Oh, the that's right. Of the yeah, that's true. Yeah, with the grenade. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just the whole fight and him running through the city, him setting it up with the missiles and. And then him faking him. He knew, like, even ultimately, he knew he had to fake his death to get out of it and all that. He knew Clark would, his, his, with this thoughtfulness would, you know, help him pull off this prank. Not prank, whatever you want to call it. It's just, <laughs> it's ruse. Um, so, yeah, all of it is just badass. And both, the thing, the, the panels and the animation were awesome. And I would even have to say, even as bad as the movie was, when they were fighting each other, I still really enjoyed it up until Martha. All right. <laughs> Alex, what's your number two? My number two is I really love the artwork in the uh, graphic novel. The Like the character design of everybody is great. Frank Miller and Klaus Jansen were both uh, illustrators on the book. And uh, just the the... The character designs, the uh, all the villains, the costume, the old lady costume that he's wearing to to foil the the Nazi guys. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I know. Um, the swastika nipples. Oh, they covered her whole boobies in the comic book, not just her nipples. They were big. That and they were they were big here too. Like but... <laughs> I, I was like, how did this make this into the? It was still effectively for kids, like. <laughs> Although I guess not with all the murder, but yeah, it still felt a weird thing that that got included the the swastika nips. Well, she was evil, I guess. But yeah, the 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 just the plain look, like the flat face of Joker, and as it turns, as he realizes that Batman's back and he has his smile back, it's like, oh fuck, that was creepy as hell. <laughs> the very flattering portrayal of <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> oh my gosh, he looks horrible. This guy, what a slime ball. Well, well, and uh, my that's f- interesting that they kept. Sorry, they kept they kept it in the eighties by making him president. But I'm actually flipping through my graphic novel right now, and I forgot that Conan was basic was David Letterman yeah. in the book. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't keep that. Mm. Anyway, sorry, continue. Uh, oh, yeah. Post-nuclear blast Superman is my favorite. Those are some of my oh, favorite yeah. panels. He looks so gross, like he's about to die, and then he's like spitting out like the desperate prayer of a dying man, and he, and he gets like some sunflower power. Some flower, literally some flower power. <laughs> <laughs> so that he can recover, since there's no sun. Yeah, they use that in the movie too. Yeah, slightly different. It's when he's fighting Doomsday or so, right? Or I don't remember what it was. No. Why does it happen in the movie? Anyway. Anyways. Yep. Just amazing artwork. I love it. Sorry, any of you going to talk about? Oh, wait. I just auto mentioned. All right, uh, Scott, number two. Okay. 
Uh, so my number two, um, Alex already talked about it, but the uh, the Batman and, and Joker fight. Uh, so and then, you know, as, as Jeff had said as well, uh, the stuff that led up to it was hyper violent. Um, this is like it, it was cool and disturbing at the same time, but it felt like like the most violent encounter that that Batman had ever had, maybe even the Joker um, that the two of them have right there. Uh, which, which again, I thought it was interesting if it was going to be the final one with with the Joker in this case. Um, so yeah, just. Uh, a different take on, on everything that I've seen. I'm definitely no Batman expert, aficionado. Uh, but, yeah, it just felt way over the top, or, or at least way more than, than anything else uh, that that I've, I've seen in any Batman uh, iteration. So yeah, that's my number two. It was All very right. visceral. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, my number one, Scott already mentioned it, uh, fight the fight with the mutant leader, and just because it's it's pure Batman, right? Like, you know, I may be old and slow, but we're both in you know we're thigh high in mud, so everybody's slow, you know, even in the odds here. And then just yeah, fighting dirty like you said, and um, and then just yeah, this is this is no what is what is this operating table and just. He freaking arm bars, breaks, and gets his lady. He just keeps tearing this guy apart, humiliating him in front of all his followers. And mm-hmm. Oh, it's so badass. Fucking love it. What's that? A little, you know, pussy bite? Not a hurt, but just, bunt, you know, hit your nerves or whatever. And then like, made him bleed into his yeah, eyes yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. all that. It's just so cool. So Batman. That's my number one. Fighting smart. Yep. Alex, what's your number one? My number one is the Batman v Superman fight at the end. Uh, in the panels, not as <laughs> cartoonishly over the top as in the movie, it seems. There was no throwing of giant crane equipment or everything. It was just, <laughs> I like it because it was subdued. It was just a slugfest, pretty much, between both of them. Uh, Batman had the suit. And to power his electric gauntlets, he was tapped into the city grid. <laughs> Whatever wasn't yeah. taken out by the nuke was going into Superman's brain. And uh, yeah, the other the other thing that stood a ch- that the other reason why Batman stood a chance was because Superman was still recovering from that nuke. Yeah. He tested him with like some missiles and stuff that he fired off first, seeing how he reacted. He's like, okay, he's he's a little bit slower. Maybe he got a shot at this, like a really good death. And yeah, Oliver Queen. <laughs> he told Batman told him not to dick around, leave the soldiers alone. But he couldn't. <laughs> he still kicks the crap out of a couple of them before he gets shot and barely makes the. Uh, that was so cool. Just pulling the, the the bowstring with his teeth and firing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fucking good. And yeah, he had him. He could have killed Superman right then and there, if he didn't have a heart attack. Amazing. It is. Scott, number one. Okay. Uh, my number one is the, you know, the kind of the end of the the Batman Superman fight, uh, where he, he punctuates the whole thing with the, you know, stay out of my way. I, I want you to remember the one man who beat you. 
you know, just the endless nerd talk of, you know, if, if Batman had enough time to prepare, <laughs> he could take out anybody, right? And that's always the sometimes mm-hmm. meant seriously, sometimes meant more of a joke. But um, yeah, like in, in, in the animation, Oliver even says it. Like, I he tells Bruce that I I thought it'd always come down to the two of you. <laughs> like this planet is not big enough for both of you. Uh, yeah. So you know we see it time and time again in the the, the crossover stuff and the, the Justice League and all that. That uh, it's always it's always got to be Batman that reigns in Superman when he gets out of control. Right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, we see it here once again, and it's always cool to see. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, just a, a couple. Um, one thing I didn't like was what, uh, what Frank Miller did with the Selena Kyle character. And I'm, I'm not talking about like the way that she looks, but in, in the animation, maybe it's different in the, the comic, but mm-hmm. um, when when the Joker shows up, she, she's kind of just helpless. Like, and I... That, that seems completely out of character. Like, maybe, yeah, more stuff happened to her, too, where, you know, she kind of lost the will to, to fight anything. But that seems so counter to that character that, like, she wouldn't go kicking and screaming, um, you know, even if, like, she wasn't physically capable anymore. Like, that, that kind of bothered me. Um, they, they, well, they, she was, yeah. Like, yeah, like I, I get that, like, yeah, she, she just didn't have it physically anymore. But she's just very passive about the whole thing, like, and that that bothered me. Okay. Um, and she's like a madam, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Which is fine. Like, I don't. I didn't have a problem with that. But just the way she reacts when the Joker shows up, like, I, based on everything that I've seen of Catwoman, didn't didn't jive. Um, so it's the minor gripe. The other thing was how how many cops. Does, does does he put in the hospital in this movie? <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a ridiculous amount. Like it becomes laughable with the amount of like people that he doesn't accidentally kill <laughs> in this movie, uh, directly or indirectly. Um, so yeah, that's worth an honorable mention. I thought. Well, that's like when Superman stops the subway from hitting that person, but he instantaneously stopped the subway full of hundreds right, of people. Right. They're all dead now. <laughs> like, I didn't understand why he just didn't move the guy out of the way. Because well, it was for the cool shot of his hand. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the one, another negative I had was the the flying babies dolls. That was, <laughs> yeah. Whatever that whole thing was. Oh, that like, was, that, yeah, so... that was the guy that built the bombs for him. I, I know, but why do they have to be these babies these kids like, i did so so stupid i was more proud of the fact they fly like they don't yeah. explain that at all no. well, they fly super villain stuff <laughs> I, I just didn't really fit in with this movie I, I i did not enjoy that was was that guy supposed to be anybody by the way the toy maker because i know yeah, batman i, I know batman was the does, toy maker i know batman does have a toy maker like in his rogues gallery but i don't know if that was the same guy or not could have been. Yeah. And another honorable mention is just Batman on a horse. That's just awesome. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is cool. 
and then I just said Superman as a pawn. I like that as a story element. I mean, I hate it as a Superman fan, but as a story <laughs> element, I thought it was pretty cool. And then yeah, him him fighting that army, you know, the Russians and how just how lopsided it would be. We wouldn't even have a war with Russia if if, if, if it was really like that, right? Like what the hell? I mean, that was that was battle. basically another DC property, the Watchmen. Right. Yeah. With um, Mr. Blue Dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was his name in the movie, yeah. Dark, that was Dr. Blue Dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The court, what do they call it? The Corto Maltese? Yeah, Corto Maltese. Yeah. yeah. Island. So that's what uh, Vicky, Va- Vicky Vale shows the Joker those pictures at the, the date. Remember? And he's, oh, he's showing really? the pictures. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a whole thing. And if you go back and watch, they talk about that's how she made her bones or whatever was taking pictures at this place and so and apparently tim burton was inspired by this book this comic because it came out when this came out like in what 85 86 or whatever and that Mm -hmm. batman came out 89 there's not much from it but like that is definitely one thing anyway so next time you watch that movie you shall hear they mention the name of the island twice and that's this oh i forgot to mention that oh sorry no, go ahead. That's all I have. Okay. I forgot to mention it in my artwork talk, but I like the way when they they silhouette Superman when he's fighting, and all you see is that big red seal yeah. and the big red boots that he has on. S- very similar, and of course this is on purpose, to the nuke that they're sending over because Superman is essentially like a living nuke that America just wields with impunity and sends him off to do whatever, and he just does it. So I love I love that the similarities. That they yeah, have. that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like at the end when Superman is on to the to the plan and he hears the heartbeat and just goes with it. I like mm-hmm. that ultimately showing that they are on the same side. Just, just stay in the shadows. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, you can't have Batman and Superman be mad at each other for too long. Mm-hmm. I so. <laughs> Good in the cartoon, sorry, real quick, since we're on Superman and fighting the Russians, in the in the cartoon in the movie, does he save any of the Russians' lives? Because in the book, in the panels, he's just destroying things. So I'm assuming he's just killing people. It looks like he's wholesale murdering in the in the animation. Yeah, too. It's yeah. Like tossing okay. jets around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's tossing jets, sinking boats. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's another thing that isn't explicitly shown <laughs> in the book. That Superman is probably killing people now. All right, well it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. I mean, I kind of have to give this a seven because I don't like animation. <laughs> and I love this thing. I've owned it and watched it a million times. And I'm not. I don't like reading. And I've read the comic book more than once. So it's a seven for me. Mm. In this style of genre thing, this is a seven. Uh, uh, Alex, I'm going to have to give this a six because the <laughs> yeah the slang speak is very egregious. Yeah. <laughs> But also, in the comic book, there's some stuff that is a little bit disjointed. Like, it feels like one or two panels are missing here and there. So I have to, like, I had to flip the pages back and forth to make sure that it didn't miss anything or two pages were stuck together or something. 
so yeah, it's a it's a six. It's not perfect, but it's it's damn near perfect. Okay. Scott. Uh hmm. some some super cool stuff here. Uh I I dug the animation. Um this is definitely one of the, the better of the they were the upper end of the, the the animated stuff, so yeah, I think I'll also give it a six. Um, all right, yeah, it's definitely taking the the Batman mythos in a in a slightly different uh, direction, or maybe too it's it's a lot like I don't know logical, but to a certain like direction that if you follow the logic, it could have gone. Uh, so yeah, a six. Mm-hmm. How about when Batman like pretty much makes the general like shoot himself? <laughs> that yeah, this, this, this is dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, our crossover topic is hero versus our favorite hero versus hero battles. So, as we talked about, Batman fights Superman in this. So, what other forms of that do we like in movies? Um, and I'll just say flat out with mine, I tried not to just have all MCU characters. <laughs> Same thing. I tried, tried, <laughs> really tried, really hard. <laughs> that's kind of what's been in our in our over the past 15 years we've gotten a lot of that so I have some but not all in my number 5 um, I, I hate to do this but I, I have to have some kind of Star Wars on here so I do have the Anakin versus Obi-Wan fight uh, or Darth Vader at that point it's you know the song's called Battle of Heroes right um, uh... it's an okay fight The di- don't listen to the dialogue obviously and um <laughs> It's okay fight until they start swinging from the ropes and surfing on droids. <laughs> I just had to put something Star Wars in here. And I would just say, based on the Obi-Wan show, it's added to that. So, there you go. Obi-Wan versus Anakin. I, I'm not too proud of my number five. I, 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 I thought of that one, Jeff, but I, I couldn't I couldn't think of Anakin as a, as a hero at that point. Yeah. So. I thought you were going to go with the flashback between Obi-Wan and Anakin. <laughs> because at that point, they're still heroes. I know, and that's why it was on the top of my list, but I can't, that's just a small scene, and... Yeah, At that point, okay, they he has already been bad, but Obi-Wan maybe is trying to convert him, right? He's trying to talk some sense in him, so he hasn't fully turned. I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's a stretch. Um, all right, Alex, number five. My number five is Raphael versus Casey Jones. <laughs> Got to understand what a Good cricket is. Yeah. Well, you got to understand what a crumpet is before you can understand cricket. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of heroes. Free they're hero. heroes. Oh, I know it. <laughs> Scott, number five. Number five is Nada v. Frank. Who? Nothing versus Frank. Nada v. Frank, and that would be uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. And Keith David, oh, they damn live it. Yeah. to the no-holds-barred, drag-out, ball-kicking <laughs> fight that goes on for like 12 minutes. It's amazing. Uh, but there are two heroes in the movie. So that's one of our five. All right, that's going on the list right now. That's a good one. I think Thingy Lib's already on my list, but... Um, all right, on to my number... Four. So this is where I have my first uh, MCU. And this would be... I had a bunch to choose from, but I chose Iron Man 
Hulkbuster suit versus the Hulk in Age of Ultron. So we kind of always want, kind of always wanted to see that, and we saw it, and it was pretty good, especially when he has like the, the punching fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like the Hulkbuster suit, like it stunk when when actually the Hulk wore it or Banner wore it later in the other movies, but that one I think it worked well. Well, Banner, it's so. not his regular suit. He doesn't know how to use it. I know they just look terrible. Took, oh, you guys are in trouble now. And his <laughs> yeah, head's like moving the, around. That was awful. <laughs> they shouldn't have done that. Uh, no. <laughs> he was just a boy. Yeah, he was just a boy. He was just a done that. Alex, number four. My number four is Kirk versus Spock from the original Star Trek series. Never seen it. It's an impressive fight. I mean, does Spock just kick his ass, or does Kirk fight dirty the whole time, or what goes on? No, it seemed pretty one-sided. <laughs> yeah, Kirk, Kirk doesn't stand much of a chance against Spock. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I figured, so. It, Wait a minute, Spock! I think I hurt my spleen! And then just throw some space dust in his eyes or something. <laughs> <laughs> he gives him the, the double hammer fists and the balls. <laughs> All right, Scott, number four. Uh, so had so many, so many moments picked from from the the MCU. Um, you know, uh, th- so this one spans a few different points, but uh, let me go with Hulk versus Thor. Uh, so you know, I think I think, and part of the, the biggest draw of these movies is not necessarily seeing them fight the villains, but seeing them fight themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, we could, we could argue that uh, uh, Civil War is the best fight um, in, in the entire uh, MCU movie-dom. But uh, anyway, so in, in the first Avengers, Hulk and Thor fight. Uh, they're the only ones that can really go toe-to-toe with each other. Um, and then you get that hilarious uh, moment when they ride in on the... God, I, I still don't know what to call those things, but the, uh, the space flying, worms, the space worms, yeah, and <laughs> the know, space they, shy halud. Yeah, they they break it, they bring it down and together, and the <laughs> Thor just kind of looks over him and nods, and then the Hulk punches him off screen because he's still <laughs> he's still butthurt about what happened. He's still sore. He's still yeah. sore at him. <laughs> um, and then the of course the 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 big fight in the arena in. Uh, and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I forgot about that. And to see the square off again was great. The, the whole, like I, I know him from work line. Um, just, just again them going you know toe to toe with each other. The the two, like at least physically heaviest hitters um, that 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 the, the Avengers have. Strongest uh, Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> you point puny, break. Puny baby arms. <laughs> You know what? What really irks me about that scene is that electricity took Thor down. It's like, no, motherfucker, you come on, Taika, you couldn't have written something a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, so nah, anyways, guys, that's a, it's a, it's a fun fight. Uh, yes. Loki freaking out. Tom Hiddleston's Loki freaking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know exactly what that feels like. The the whole <laughs> sun's going down, big guy. <laughs> sun's getting real low, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's what I'm right. for. All right. Well, my number three is two heroes fighting. It's more. It is a sparring session, but it was fun, and it's kind of 
for when it when it happened is Neo versus Morpheus when they're training in the I know Kung Fu scene. Um, oh, wire yeah. wire fighting. Um, like I said, while it wasn't a real fight, it was still a fight, and uh, yeah, I loved I loved. You know, you're you're learning a lesson at the same time, audience and Neo. You know how to think about the Matrix, and I just loved it for all of that. Um, so yeah, Neo versus Morpheus in the Matrix. Alex, number three. Uh, well, my top three are from comic books. <laughs> so, uh, but number three is the Hulk versus pretty much everybody in World War Hulk. <laughs> and that whole run of the comic was amazing. Uh, short story, short version of a story is Tony Stark says, hey, the Hulk's too dangerous to be on Earth, so he shoots him off into outer space. He wants to send him to a nice peaceful planet where, you know, where he's at peace, he doesn't have to fight anymore. Ship gets diverted to another planet where it's all just gladiatorial fights. So pretty much the opposite <laughs> of where uh, he wanted to go. And uh, Hulk comes back to Earth with a vengeance, and he has to take on a bunch of uh, heroes, pretty much, that are trying to stop him. But he essentially takes over New York, if not most, not the world, but he definitely takes over New York for a bit until the Sentry comes in and just cleans his clock. Isn't the Sentry like get fucked up in that fight too? Or? Yes. Oh yeah, I think he loses his powers. Like he exhausted everything that he had. Okay. Who is it? There's this weird character called the Sentry. Mm-hmm. It's like the the MCU version of Superman, but he never shows up in any of the, like, any of the animation or any of the, the more pop stuff that oh. reaches, like, the general consciousness of pop culture. Mm-hmm. He's like a weird character. Like, he's supposed to be like a drug addict. Like, it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a, like a weird take on Superman. Plus, he's super strong, so it's like any fight he shows up to, it's over. But yeah, when he's taking out, when he's fighting the Black Bolt on the moon... And the other Eternals, man, that was awesome. Because usually the Black Bull, he's the one that can't speak because his voice is so powerful that it just instantly destroys anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Hulk just shows up and says, I want to hear you scream. And Bolt just whispers like, no. <laughs> and he thinks that's the end of it. <laughs> Hulk's like, no, maybe you didn't hear me. I said <laughs> scream. <laughs> and then like it cuts from there. And then that's awesome. You, then you see like Black Bolt all fucked up with the rest of the Eternals. It was badass. All right, Scott, number two, number three. Uh, number three is also Kirk v. Spock from uh, the Navy episode. <laughs> Alex is is uh, a muck time. Uh, yeah, that's it, where Spock is going through the the pond fire. Uh, must return to Vulcan uh, to mate before he goes into a full. Wolverine murders Berserker Rage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he winds up fighting Kirk. And literally kills him. <laughs> so it's a good episode. Right. And the music's awesome too. Yeah. So I like you doing the Pee Wee Herman song. <laughs> I don't know how, how, well you, how, well you, how well you remember Cable Guy, Jeff. Oh yeah, no, I don't. I've never seen that. <laughs> in medieval like, times. Yeah, that was the one of the more famous incarnations of using that that music. But uh, anyway, all right, my number two. I hate to do this too, but I'm going to go into the Zack Snyder universe, and both fights with Superman and Batman v Superman. 
Batman fighting Superman. Um, I mean, it's kind of rip off of what we just talked about, so I kind of have to do it there. And I, I think that movie has lots of down parts, but that was a pretty good fight between the two, um, minus how it ends. Uh, that's really good. <laughs> and then in both versions of Justice League, when they resurrect Superman and... Um, spoiler alert... They all fight. The rest of the Justice League is basically fight because he comes back and he does. He's kind of disoriented. He doesn't know what's going on, and they all fight him. And it's just him fighting Wonder Woman, him fighting Flash, him fighting. I don't know if Aquaman's there at the time, but whatever. And my favorite part is where he's like straight. He's like wrapped in the lasso of truth. He's grappling with something else, and the Flash is running around him. And then uh, Superman just happens, just to stare him down as you're running around him, and the look on. The Flash's face is awesome. Like, wait, this guy can keep up with me? That's pretty badass. He catches him. Which I know he couldn't. Flash runs way faster than a speeding bullet. Blah, blah, blah. Still an awesome scene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. The less we say about the Flash, the better, I guess. Um, <laughs> Oof, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I think he did catch those those hero fights pretty well in those two movies. So, that's mine. Alex, number two. My number two is from the Alex Ross illustrated comic book, Kingdom Come. And that is Superman versus Shazam at the very end. And the climactic battle between all the the older generation and the newer generation of heroes. Awesome. Mostly due to not just like the, the panels and everything, but yeah, just the Alex Ross art style. It was incredible. God, I think that's the one. So Kevin's when I was listening to a podcast, and he was saying that was his favorite Superman comic, and I digitally downloaded it, and I did not like the way it looked, and I did not like <laughs> that's the story. I don't know. I maybe I'm thinking of a different one then, but there was something I did not like. It's like a different style, right? Like Superman and Batman are totally different, or no? Or am I thinking of something? No, yeah, like, they are. It's like Superman is like old, like Dark Knight Returns old. He's retired. He's got yeah. a ponytail. <laughs> he's raising, yeah, raising. Okay, maybe that's what he's it raising was. cows on a farm, and, or a digital farm, because uh, for whatever reason. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Cool. Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is uh, is Cat versus Iron Man. So, uh, Steve Rogers v Tony Stark at the end of uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's a cool fight, and, and yes, uh, the the Winter Soldier Bucky is a part of a lot of it, but it comes down to just the two of them at the end of it. Um, and besides being uh, you know a a fairly uh, inventive fight, kind of showcase like could could Captain America beat Iron Man? Uh, I mean, I'd say most of the time no, but in this case it works out. Uh, but just the the kind of uh, more more of like the fight going on at an emotional level here um, that, that that makes it really cool. Uh, you know, it's it's like the reason that the 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 original trilogy for Star Wars the fights are a lot better is because there's a lot more at stake with the you know the yeah. characters like in their relationships um, as opposed to just people just straight up trying to kill each other or just like disable each other whatever but uh yeah i always said the anakin obi-wan fight should have been that it should have been that 
brothers fighting against each other. Right. right? Like right. it should have felt like that, and it doesn't. It's just CGI fest. Yeah, you just get you get the one bit of actual motion, but Obi Wan at the end of it, and that's like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it just felt cool. Like yeah, like brothers fighting. Like that, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, so you had a lot, lot more. Uh, like emotional resonance than, than most of the other fights in, in the MCU. That's my number two. All right. Um, well, my number one is Civil War, but I, as much as I love the Indian seat, I think the the big battle between the yeah. two groups in the middle at the airport is is my favorite scene from that. I mean, actually, well, I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but when I think hero versus hero, I think of that more, more than the end of the movie, but. Yeah, just fun seeing them all fighting. It's funny how, like, you know, it was a cool epic battle, but then by the time Endgame comes out, like, those numbers are meager, but it's still fun. And everyone having their moments, you know, it's the intro to Spider-Man, all of it, which is cool. And there's a, well, there's almost a casualty. We almost lose somebody, for real. Anyway, Civil War, my number one, Alex. Wonder War is Civil War also, but from the comic books. This one, like, the movie was great. Yeah, there's no way they could have <laughs> put everybody in the MCU into that one fight in the movie. But in the comic books, oh, man, that giant splash page with both ideological sides just coming forward and clashing. Oh, my gosh. That was incredible. It's one of those things like, I can't believe I'm reading this. In the comics, is it kind of like they're fighting but not fighting like it is in the movie, though? Or no? Uh, no, they're really going at it. I mean, nobody's going, you know, in for the kill. They're going, you know, to okay, hospitalize. Okay. But at the very end, yeah, they... this. <laughs> well, if you haven't read it, spoiler alert coming, but I guess Thor is gone out of the picture during the Civil War. So, Tony Stark decides to clone... Thor and make him an android so that he can lift Mjolnir and be on his side but he comes in and he kills somebody and that like puts a stop to the fight. It's just like great Stark you did this. I forget who he kills. What that sounds fucking ridiculously stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes I know. He cloned Thor <laughs> and then because so he could pick up Mjolnir. No I, I refuse this. The movie sounds better. It works in the comic book because it's the comic okay. book. <laughs> All right. Hmm. But yeah. All right. Alec, sorry, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is uh, Nameless. They never, you never give his name. Uh, versus the three heroes in the, the movie Hero. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. So from, from a meta standpoint, it's just. Damn, that's good. It's awesome. This is. This is Jetly and, and he fights. Um, he has a fight with Donnie Yen. Uh, he has a has a fight with uh, Tony Lung. Um, most recently of uh, Shang Chi as the, the villain there as uh, the Mandarin. Um, it's got Chi Zhang in it and uh, Maggie Chung, who was the girlfriend in uh, Super Cop. <laughs> she plays one of the the third hero, Flying Snow, mm. uh, that 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 he fights and. Uh, this is just a, a beautifully shot movie. Um, they're doing some some really cool things with the color palettes, and it's 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 top flight wuxia 
Um, so yeah, I don't want to say too much more about it without spoiling anything. But uh, it's uh, on my list. You guys got to pick it one of these days. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, yeah, there's some some really cool stuff going on here. Uh, so that that's my number one, just because of the 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 breadth of the movie. Like each 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 of these is like, you know, we we've seen. Well, we haven't watched a whole lot of the Wixham stuff, but like uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where each of the, the the big fights is kind of its own like mini play story dance, however you want to qualify it. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of that in this. So yeah, that's my number one hero. Nice. All right. Any honorable mentions? Because I have none. Uh, yeah. In the new Chip and Dale movie. Have you guys seen it yet? No. There's a bunch of, you know, fake movie posters and fake movies. And one of them, and they actually show a clip of this, is... <laughs> fake boobies? Movies. Uh, is okay. uh, Batman versus E.T. <laughs> First you see like they're driving and you see the billboard Batman versus ET and it's them, you know, facing each other with the lasers pointing at each other in their eyes. And then you see Dale actually watching the movie. He's like, Oh man, this is made me an emotional train wreck <laughs> at the end of it. ET forgive Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty hilarious. Oh my gosh. I think it was the biggest laugh. That the movie got out of me. It was so good. I don't mention for me. Uh, <laughs> it looked like it. <laughs> uh, 48 Hours. Uh, with uh, Nick Nolte and uh, Eddie Murphy. They have a fight in the middle of it. Even though they're the two protagonists. That's a pretty good one. Fuck you. Um, and then the end of Rocky 3 slash the beginning of Rocky 4. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. At that, at that point, you know, Apollo is no longer a villain. Yeah. Um, he's one of the protagonists. Ding. Yeah. ding, ding. Yeah, so that's my honorable mentions. All right. Well, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, uh, Grunk. The Grunkster. Grunk is retired. He's retiring. He's no longer going to play football. Sure he is. Unless Tom Brady asks him to come back. Yeah. Uh, that's it. He's, he's, right. he's, is, he still the, is he still the 24-hour champion? Uh, well, since he's <laughs> retiring, probably only 12 now. Okay. Yeah. okay. Time for an EM News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah that was a fast one. Um, so just a couple things to get through here. Uh, I watched the latest Bond, James Bond, uh, No Time to Die. Uh, I, I liked it. Uh, definitely liked it more than Spectre, um, which I think is the worst of the the Daniel Craig ones. Mm. Um, you know, on paper it has a lot going for it. Uh, Spectre does, uh, but it doesn't really live up to the hype. Uh, the, this one's fun. I, I feel like the uh, the Daniel Craig one's kind of devolved over the last two or three movies into to him. Just it, he, he's basically Arnold Schwarzenegger from Commando, where he's just like going through <laughs> and just like plowing through entire entire armies by himself, which I don't really think is like the, what what Bond should be doing overly much. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know, but. Uh, I, I still I enjoyed this. 
Um, I think this is a, you know, that's no, no spoilers, but this is a, a good send off. Um, if this is going to be the, the, the last Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond, I'm, I'm very interested to see you know, who they, they cast, uh, moving forward. Um, it's, it's always been an interesting idea for me that this character that, yes, you could just plug in a different actor because that's just a Hollywood thing. You make you make new movies, you get different actors to do it, like Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. But but in Bond's case, it it could literally be like that's the persona that that the, this next person is going to be. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, the like a, a brand new version of James Bond. You know, there can be that continuity there, uh, and I think that's interesting. Um, is the persona James Bond or 007? The, I think the persona is James Bond. Yeah, I think I think 007 is the. Um, Those are just numbers. The yeah, that that's just the what what Bond has always been given. Um, so, so in the canon of the movies, is it still supposed to be the same James Bond all this time? So, so that's just through... it. They, they never they never they never explicitly say that. And and really, uh, it's always possible that you know me and others are reading way too much into this. But that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I always thought of it. Um, you know, he's this he's a a spy that goes on these super dangerous missions. Like his life expectancy just isn't there. <laughs> um, so you know, eventually there's going to be that replacement, or they get burnt out, or they move on. Whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, in, in none of the movies has there ever been a, a handoff, though. If that if that's what you're asking. Like, yeah. Okay. They never said the previous James Bond, blah blah blah, um, gotcha. or anything like that. Uh, but like you the, walk through like MI6, and there's just like photos of previous Bonds on the wall. Right. right. Well, in, <laughs> like yeah, well it's funny in, in in this yeah. movie. There's uh, there's you know you had Judy Dench bridging the the Pierce Brosnan and the Daniel Craig movies. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. In MI6, there's actually pictures of the previous M's. So at one point in the movie, you know, this really isn't spoiling anything. At one point in the movie, you see a picture of Judy Dench, but you also see one of um, George Lazenby. I can't remember the actor's name. Bernard something, oh. who was the the M for like the. Um, I don't know. I, he might have been the, the same M for uh, for Sean Connery Roger. and and uh, Roger Moore. Um, certainly, the mm. Q character, the original Q character. Bridge those movies as well. Oh yeah, um, you know all the way up to the Pierce Brosnan. Um, so uh, yeah, there, there's a little bit of continuity there. Um, so uh, you know, rambling here. Uh, mostly just want to say that you know I, I recommend it. It's it's a good action flick. Um, Anna de Armas is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I feel like um, any movie that she's in is, is is not wasted time if you sit down to to watch it. Uh, so yeah, check it out. It's on Amazon at the moment if you have Amazon Prime, because uh, they bought the whole um, James Bond license from MGM. Or they own MGM, I think now. Oh, cool! So they they had that entire catalog and whatever comes next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that, and then uh, some some video game stuff. Uh, it was almost, it took almost a year, but I finally got my Steam Deck uh, over the last weekend. Yay! And uh, it's a it's a Pretty cool piece of hardware. I, I dig it. Um, I spent the, this past weekend kind of messing around with it. Uh, for, for anybody unaware that 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 actually cares, uh, this is a um, a handheld 
video game console that Valve created and released. Um, that that pre-orders, well, not pre-orders, uh, reservations for pre-orders went out like over a year ago, and then uh, you know mine finally came up, and it still took a while. Uh, my order finally got processed, but I finally have it, and it uh, it's basically like a handheld PC. Uh, that's um, kind of literally what it is. Uh, it runs Linux. You know, I I already threw on like a PS2 emulator on it, a uh, PS1 emulator, um, a Super Nintendo one. Uh, you know, on top of basically the better part of the Steam catalog, not all Steam games will run on this on the on this thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, between the ones that do and and its ability to emulate. It's it's a pretty versatile, kind of powerful um, kit, uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to having this thing. You know, if if Office Life ever goes back to normal, <laughs> I'll definitely have this thing with me. I hope not. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, and then uh, you know, certainly for for travel, it'll be super cool to have. Uh, but uh, yeah, Steam Deck, I I dig it. Did you spring for a dock? Is that even out yet? The dock is not out yet. Yeah, okay. Um, they, you, you can... I, I think if you just have, like, a USB hub, that'll work. But, it, the, you know, it's not quite the same thing, I guess. Right. I, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, I I do know that it's it's kind of a bitch to use the the trackpad my mouse pads on this thing. The trackpads mm-hmm. um, to navigate the desktop mode. Uh, oh, Okay. So, but if you have a USB hub, you can actually use a mouse and a keyboard, uh, which I do not have. Um, so maybe that's something I look into. Uh, but but anyway, yeah, um, very very versatile. Uh, they they it kind of it didn't come preloaded with emulators, but it came preloaded oh, with a a store where the emulators were. So it just installed right on it, so I didn't have to like figure out how to get that stuff installed on. Really. And stuff. Yeah. They were that forward thinking, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, they don't come with the BIOSes or anything, like right. So I like you still have to have those, but or the, or the games, but yeah, the emulators. Yeah, it was like very easy to to get them on there, and then you can add them to your Steam library, and then you don't even need to be in desktop mode anymore, or the they're the de- effectively like the, the the sort of dev mode. You go back into like the the game UI, it makes things a lot easier to navigate. That's awesome. Yeah. So the audio on it is really good, by the way. It's the, the best of the handheld consoles that I've ever had by far. Cool. So, uh, if people can wait and can afford it and are video game nerds like me and Alex, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, so yeah, that, that's it for me. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Uh, yeah, I finally caught uh, the Sonic 2 movie. It's okay. It's a Sonic 2 movie. Uh, I think they did a, a disservice to Shamar Moore. I think he should have been, because <laughs> they kind of just cut his character, like, halfway through the movie, and it's like, oh, I was hoping to see him, like, towards the end again, because he was part of the, the agency. Spoiler alert for anybody <laughs> that hasn't seen Sonic 2 yet. Uh, you know, I thought I wanted to see those characters towards the end also, at the climax in the movie, but other than that, I mean, it had some funny parts, it had some cool, um, more way more callbacks to the video games. The whole temple yeah. scene was like the, what was it? It's level two, right? And from Sonic 1, the underwater temple that you go into, I, I Marble know. Zone. I should know, but I don't know. 
<laughs> but yeah, it was great. Idris Elba was great as Knuckles. Um, I thought that was I thought it was fun. Um, you know, the thing I kept saying walking away is that kids will like it. Yeah, like kids will like it a lot. So that's mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. Yeah. It's not the worst kids movie for adults that I've ever seen. So no, nope. I would happily sit through it again with my children. Oh, you uh, didn't watch it with them? No, I watched it with them. Okay. I would sit through it again with my kids. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I'm after a long. I have to take long breaks before uh, playing the Yakuza games because they're they, they just emotionally wreck me sometimes. The melodrama is so thick. It's like, oh man, I feel you, Kiryu-san, and your struggles. So I'm playing uh, Yakuza Kiwami Two. And uh, this is awesome. Like, I started the series with Yakuza 0. And in that place, you switch between two characters in two different cities. Like, or, or districts within a city. Like, with the nightlife and everything. And in Yakuza Kiwami 2, you finally go back to that, to uh, uh, Sotenbori, I think it is. That region. Nightlife. Um, and, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. The story's, you know, very serious and dark and a bunch of Yakuza Mafia stuff going on. But as usual, the, the side missions are where most of the fun is. It's so cool. I just opened up the uh, the Hostess Club <laughs> minigame. And I can't wait to get to the Majima Construction Company minigame. <laughs> but, but, what's the name? It's like, like Majima Construction, we build shit. That's <laughs> the actual motto in the yeah, game. Straight yeah. into the point. But yeah, I recommend these games. They're great. Yeah, nice, nice, sure. concise, very small, but open world that I think more games should adopt. It's very dense. Packed with a lot of good stuff. Yeah, people hanging out in Camarocho. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it for me. Alright. Alright, Jeff. Want to talk us more about Yakuza or... <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Um, and actually, not much of my end either. Uh, we'll talk Obi Wan next week. The final episode's airing like now as we record oh, yeah, this. I think right. it's we coming out in a few minutes. We have, obviously haven't seen that. So either we'll do a Patreon covering the last few episodes, or we'll talk about it next week on here. Uh, so I got some. You guys have homework. I got some gripes with the last episode with number <laughs> uh, five. I like to say I liked five more than four, but I have gripes as well. I liked it too, um, which is what pains yeah. me. It's like why? <laughs> it's like you're stumbling on the finish line. Why'd you do that? Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't think I've really watched. I'm still be. I haven't, I haven't started the new season of The Boys yet. This is what I want to get to, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been busy, so I haven't really watched much. The one thing I, I stumbled onto a YouTube wormhole today of. Uh, street draining videos where this guy these people go around and they'll be just like streets be flooded and they have to go find the the drain that's plugged <laughs> and then do it and then a big whirlpool happens and it's it's very satisfying <laughs> it would be in the oddly satisfying subreddit <laughs> yeah, I was about to say yeah that's one of my favorite subreddits yeah. <laughs> that, that and power um, washing born yeah oh so the other channel that came on was people either power washing or 
like mowing like these overrun houses and they just they're old families or they're poor they can't afford to do it and so these people just kind of do it for free it's it's kind of from what i'm getting it's to keep them out of trouble because they go and just want to keep busy so they do this for like families and stuff and it's just yeah once again it's very oddly satisfactory oddly satisfying like seeing this tall grass get shut shut down or power washing and can, can, can I, I just really say, turn into an old man now. Yeah. <laughs> just, can, can, can I just say one thing about the power washing point is, like, half of them, though, drive me a little nuts. Because there'll be, like, this one little spot, like, always. <laughs> like, this one little spot that they'll just, like, kind of ignore. It's like, no, go back and get it. Well, now and it's then, like, the video be, end before they go back it. Yeah. <laughs> subreddit. What, what is that? Now it's the mildly, mildly, mildly infuriating yeah. subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I spent too much time on it. Yeah, um, my wife was was hooked on the uh, the guys that dove into the rivers to find stuff. They would just find glasses. Sometimes they would they actually found a gun once. They had to report it. Oh, uh, watches, cell phones, shit like that. They would just dive in the river and find stuff. Oh oh man, some of, some of those pool cleaning videos. Mm. <laughs> like the pools are just like black, and then like. But the guy will just come through and like clean it all up. Yeah. See, it's all yeah. fascinating. This is what happens. I'm tr- I'm researching adding landscape lighting <laughs> to our house, and then it just turns into this yeah. stuff. My oldest so. is uh, still. He wants to be a vet, so he got hooked on <laughs> the the hoof Doc McStuffins. Not Doc McStuffins, but the uh, hoof cleaning <laughs> videos. Yeah. Oh, those. Yeah, watched, those too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fer- well, the farriers. Yeah, they had to really dig into the hooves to get some of this yeah. infection or just rocks that are embedded in the hooves. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is fascinating. It is. <laughs> and how the cow just stands there and lets you do it. Or horse or whatever it is. Like, Well, they're in the chute, so... Still, you flinch or something. And, <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of that, I have to watch my brother's dog for two weeks coming up. So that's... We may need his help because they may just tear each other to pieces. <laughs> no, they'll be fine. Get some exercise. That'll be good. No, that's it. They'll, they'll keep themselves busy. I know that much. Just, I may have to buy some more beer. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. For my movie watching, uh, TV show, I haven't really seen anything. I kind of want to still see the Jurassic Park, but I kind of don't. Like. Whatever. And then I know Thor's coming out pretty soon, right? So Thor. Oh, yes. yes. Love and Thunder. Uh, that's all I got. So, all right. Sounds like we're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, real quick, are you guys watching Ms. Marvel or no? I know Scott talked about it I last watched, week. Yeah, so yes. I, I've, I've not watched the second episode yet. So. Okay. And then, yeah, the third one will be out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in like a few minutes getting... here, actually. But yeah, Disney's getting yelled at a little bit because they've overlapped them, and people don't know that they're both. Like, usually, <laughs> if you're Star, you're watching the Star Wars, you're watching Marvel, and you don't realize they're both coming on. And uh-huh. so, I, I I saw a couple things popping up saying that it was like their lowest rated show. Um, I I wonder how much of a a backlash there was. Like, there there's a group, you know, it's the internet. There's a group of horrible people out there that are just like categorically like not into what's Yes. Like the show, not never even haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You know the, the stuff with like the Muslim angle and teenage girl, and the fact that her her the her, in the in the show her favorite person or her favorite hero is 
Captain Marvel mm-hmm. has her own like set of nut bags. Like <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, the, the, there's a lot for people to to get uh, internet outraged about here. Um, so I wonder if, if that played into the ratings and all, or people watching it. I guess yeah. I don't know. maybe could be. I mean, there's no matter what, there's going to be that. I'm just wondering if it's the Star Wars thing or if the. For me, the, the Marvel shows and the Disney shows haven't all been that Star Wars. They haven't been that great. Like, I never finished Moon Knight. I struggled finishing Hawkeye. So, I don't know. For me, they haven't been the best. Like, the movies are still great, but the shows haven't been that good for me. So, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I, I mean, but yeah, I, I I mostly agree. I, I've, you know, I've enjoyed all the shows, but yeah, nothing on the same level as, as the movies. Yeah. Moon Knight was cool. Miss Marvel's good. I really like it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to give it a shot, obviously. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I did like the first episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, the second one's cool, too. Um, you know, I, I didn't, like, fall in love with it like I did with the, the Avengers movies, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we can say thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> thanks for listening. Got our MCU news out of the way. Hey, sir, when did you shape your mustache? We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.